This show is brought to you by our show sponsor, BetterHelp Online Therapy. Going to therapy is something that's really tough for people to fathom, but once you're there, you'll be so happy you went. There is a significant difference between constantly ruminating on thoughts all on your own, driving yourself mad, and speaking about them with a skilled professional. BetterHelp is a customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and 21 and over listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash holly. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash holly. Hello and welcome back to 21 and Over. I'm so excited to have Tally back with me today. The topic we'll be talking about is change. Change affects everyone. It's something that happens daily and we will discuss how it can affect us or impact our mental health. But before we get started, it's time for a check-in. So Tally, how are you feeling this week? Hey, it's good to be back. Um, I think the high of my week, uh, and I think I've probably said it last week as well, was the football. I never thought <laughs> I'd say that. Um, just getting involved and feeling patriotic. Mm-hmm. And going out for some nice food. That was definitely another high. Uh, I think the low for me this week has been just the sort of underlying overwhelm of feeling. Mm-hmm. Um this sort of the feeling that that the the smallest thing is going to push me over the edge and Mm -hmm. (laughs) the smallest thing is gonna um you know make me burst into tears for no reason whatsoever other than the fact I just feel a bit overwhelmed so I think that's that's for me trying to keep a handle on that um but anyway what about you Holly what has been your high and low of the week or highs and lows um I will start with my high. Um, I would say that I'm happy that the Love Island cast has finally been announced so that everyone can stop asking me if I'm going on. Um, And then I also had a really great day with my mum the other day. We went, um, her friend Ruth, who's also like my second mum, organised like a mother's and daughter's lunch and shopping. So that was so nice. And it's been a long time since I've been shopping with mum. Yeah. We like to do that together a lot. Um, Definitely not the same online. And then my low, I would say my mood has generally dropped a little bit. Um, Kind of the motivation has gone down. Mm. The feeling of being like a bit more lonely and numb. Mm. Um, I'm feeling very emotional for no reason. Mm. And kind of when I talk about it, I then get upset. It, yeah. um, and I'm, I don't really like crying in front of people because I get uncomfortable. Um, mm. Like even now, I'm kind of smiling because when I feel uncomfortable, I either smile um, or I laugh. So yeah, <laughs> it's very go. confusing. Yeah. That's normal, though. It, that's a protective, you know, protective mm. mechanism. I guess um, I'm, I'm the same, except I normally cry with a smile on my face. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Um, but I think I think actually I don't think you're alone in that. I think I don't know what's been going on. There's something in the water. Everyone mm. is feeling a little bit more fragile, a bit mm. more raw. I don't know whether it's been the weather. I don't know what's going on. But everyone that I've spoken to has just felt slightly on edge. And I think this collective, you know, it's good that we're talking about change. This mm. collective feeling of change 
has you know been quite a, a significant impact had a significant impact on all of us perhaps without us really knowing and it's now as it's sort of we settle into it it's sort of hitting us in different ways yeah even when I went for the lunch and shopping thing the other day I haven't seen um, my mum's friend Ruth or some other people in quite a long time. And I felt it felt so weird, like trying to make conversation with people mm. who I know very well since I was very young. It felt very foreign and I was kind of annoyed that it wasn't as easy as it normally is or that it felt uncomfortable. Yeah. Also, remember, you know, we, we were so used to, as we've said before, we're so used to not doing anything and... Mm there being a an okayness about that right and I think now that everything is sort of pretty much opened up again and there is this sort of slight pressure to go and do when that happens we forget to just be and we forget to just sit and we forget to just feel and mm. um, we've had this whole year of doing just that and now obviously we're running around well I personally am you know running around like a headless chicken from one thing to the mm. next and it's like whoa you know, the times that I'm actually sitting and doing nothing, I think, well, I should be going and doing something, you know, and this guilt of like, why am I not making the most of it? So, you know, it's adjusting, I think. Mm. Yeah, especially the um, going back to when you're sitting and feeling you should be doing something. Mm. Um, I I just never know what to do with that feeling because I get really anxious and then sometimes I'll feel really nauseous. Um, And I'm very good at being alone, but feeling like I should be doing something or should be seeing people that I haven't seen or should be working on something else or even sometimes like the feeling like I should be posting on social media. Mm. Um, it's exhausting. It is. And again, this is as a result of, of yet another change, right? If we think how when lockdown happened the first time there was a change and then it happened mm. the second time there was a change and the third time there was a change and every single time we've had to readapt and change how we look after ourselves, change Mm -hmm. how we think, change how we feel, change how we ask for help, you know, all these different things because we're either surrounded by people or we're not. And there are so many different factors that I think are contributing to the change in how we feel. You know, you were saying Mm -hmm. my mood has changed, right? Your mood feels a bit, you feel a bit low. Yeah, I feel like um, sometimes with depression, you go through highs and lows. Mm. Um, And I've been on a pretty like stable high for a while now and I haven't felt low um in a bit I don't know I feel like I'm having a low bit Mm. um which again is another change because adjusting to how I speak to myself or kind of how I set my routine for the week when I feel Mm. low it definitely there will be a change because I need to take things a bit slower and not do as much and kind of just have a bit more downtime Mm. um so I, I think it's also important to to note from what you just said that actually a lot of the time we don't necessarily need to know the reasons mm. behind the change. Like I think, you know, I know I just listed a whole reasons of, as to why you might be feeling like this as, as to why, you know, there might be a change in your mood. But I think there doesn't necessarily need to be a reason. And, you know, as you know, depression, there's, there's highs and there's lows mm. and we can't determine when that change happens. We can't, yeah. you know, control that. It just happens. Mm. Um, and actually allowing the change to just be without judgment is a really difficult thing to do. Yeah, I think that's very important what you said about that. It doesn't have to be a reason because I think with parents, especially mine, 
they, like I said, um, when we spoke with Sophia, whenever my dad sees a problem, he loves to fix it straight mm. away. Um, so when I tell them I'm feeling a bit low, he kind of says, is there anything that started that or has made you feel this way? But when there's not, um, sometimes you can be guessing. Um, and it's something that I've told them and kind of something that I still am learning and their learning is that there doesn't always have to be a reason. Sometimes mm. you do just feel low. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Following on from that, Tali, could you please tell me and our listeners a little bit more about our topic, change? Well, change is, is inevitable. Things change all the time around us and there's very little that we can do to prevent change, um, which is actually what makes us afraid of change. Um, we all you know, like routine. It makes us feel safe. There is security in the familiar. We get comfortable when we have a handle of, on things. So when something changes, it gives opportunity for our insecurities to set in as suddenly our surroundings have unfamiliar variables, which creates fear. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously, you know, fear can lead to all sorts of different fears, you know, mm -hmm. fear of failure, etc. We all see changes most of the time is a bad thing, you know, or we fear it, perhaps even unconsciously. Um, but there is obviously lots of positives to change. Um, you know, finding comfort in the fact that things are impermanent. So things are always changing us around mm -hmm. us all the time. So, you know, think about when you've been in a really bad spell, you know, you were talking about, you know, how you're in a bit of a low mood, how you're, you know, feeling low at the moment. And the, the, the nice thing about change is that that will also change, you know, just as you change from being in a good space, you know, mm. being on a high to then being in a low, you will then again, you know, change from being a low to being in a high. Mm. The, the, the fear is, or the, um, the sort of discomfort around that is that we like to be able to control when that is, mm -hmm. right? We like to be able to control when the change is. Um, and we simply can't, you know? Um, and I, I always, I like to think of the um, the metaphor of, of the weather, right? I mean, the weather changes all the time and there is nothing we can do about that at all, yeah. okay? But if you think about how much energy we can spend hoping that the weather's going to change or be different, mm -hmm. it's a complete waste. It's a complete waste of our energy. And actually the the, the, the hardest thing to do is is to find acceptance, right? To find acceptance with the change whatever that may look like mm -hmm. it saves us a hell of a lot of energy it doesn't tap into our insecurities but basically that's one of the hardest things to do oh for sure yeah. i hate accepting things yeah <laughs> of course because you know it's all unknown that that's what we don't like we don't like the unknown we don't like things that we don't have control over or especially you know a lot of the time I, I, when I'm working with clients, it's actually change around belief systems. So we all have belief systems that we have mm -hmm. about ourselves, you know, beliefs or stories that we have about ourselves, whether that is, you know, I'm not good enough or I'm unlovable. And the idea that we might be able to change that narrative and change, you know, what we think about ourselves is very frightening for a lot of people because imagine you've been thinking a certain way about yourself for a very long time. Yeah. The idea then that that will change, the idea then that we'll then, you know, we've spent the last how many years believing something that's not true mm. is frightening. So actually a lot of the time we like to stay in the discomfort of the familiar, even though it's not good for us. You know, I always say it's like this old comfy armchair that's really smelly and like, that's like got loads of like rips on it. And, you know, it's 
holes and whatever. Um, but it's comfortable mm-hmm. and it's, it's stayed the same. There's been no change. Yeah. Um, but actually, you know, with change comes growth, etc. I'm wondering how, you know, what you can, out of all of that, what you can relate to, what you've, you know, think about change and how it's affecting you. Um, I like how you said, you know, whenever you're feeling in a low mood or how I'm feeling at the moment to remember that the change will happen again. Mm. Um, Because I think sometimes it's very easy when I do go into a low period to kind of think, oh, like for fuck's sake, this is so unfair. Why does this always happen? And I think it makes me appreciate the good, the better feeling that I normally have and feeling better and like I'm able to do things. Um, but I think something about feeling comfortable in the discomfort, it's quite strange because I know a lot of people will be like, well, why is that comforting to feel like like sad or lonely? There's something comforting about that. Well, because it's familiar, right? Yeah. It's familiar. And sometimes what can actually happen is, is we can create these scenarios for ourselves where we do feel like that because, you know, it's like the anxiety, you know, when we've spoken about anxiety before, when we get used to feeling a certain thing, we then will create stories and anxieties in our head so that we can go, oh, okay, phew, even though this isn't very pleasant, Mm -hmm. I know it, you know, I know it and I'm safe with it. I know what happens and I can go inside myself and hibernate. That might change or the idea that we might stand differently and go into our power and react differently to things. It's terrifying because we don't know how we'll feel. Yeah. We like to control how we feel. Yeah. I, as I've said before, like I love a plan. I love knowing what's going to happen next. I like being able to prepare myself what's going to happen next. And I think that's the thing about change is that you don't have any control because it happens every day, um, in some small ways and in bigger ways. Um, and I know I definitely struggle when there's been a change and I feel like I've lost something. Mm. Um, and it's not a nice feeling because I feel like I'm missing out. And again, it feels unfair. Um, mm. Kind of, why does this always happen to me? And mm. then that kind of cycle starts. I can certainly be quite destructive to myself when I notice something isn't going like I thought it would. Mm. Well, actually, with change does come loss. And actually, it's a lot of it is how we then react or yeah how we react to the loss I mean if you think about it when you you know you go from being in a, in a high mood to a to a low mood you've lost being in the high mood yeah right there's this there's this loss and actually you know there, there is a cycle of grief that takes place there is this you know there are, well there are five stages of grief there's um shock and denial anger bargaining depression and then acceptance now that might sound like a lot just for one change you know um but it's but it's really not you know these all these things all these things are the different feelings that we might experience if you just think about you know what you've been through recently and the change in in your mood Mm. what have you what would you say you've lost what would you say you need to grieve actually um I think that motivation to Mm. get up and go kind of not like I was getting out the house and doing a million things a day but I was open to doing that Mm. um and I was motivated to kind of do different things whereas now it's so much easier just to sit on the sofa Mm. or 
kind of go back to bed after Truffle goes to like play school or like doggy daycare. Um, <laughs> but I always try and kind of prevent falling like into like a low period. I don't know. I feel like sometimes you can know it's coming mm. Um, mm. in like little bits. You get a few waves of sadness um, sometimes before like a big wave hits. Um, and when I did, I spoke to um, my parents and my doctor and I said, look, I feel like it's coming. Um, so we discussed kind of adding more structure to my day mm. and I'm doing that and I'm getting other things done. But everything is 10 times more exhausting. It's so much harder harder, kind of like getting dressed to do like today. I was getting dressed to come here and what I wanted to wear. I didn't like how I looked. So then I was like, fuck it. Like I'm wearing a hoodie and a pair of shorts Mm. and I feel underdressed right now. But I know like that's what I had in the moment. So I just put that on. Um, I can recognize some of those stages The anger one yeah um and being quite destruct destructive yeah, yeah um i think i can be de- quite destructive in terms of pushing people away mm. when i feel like i'm in a low mm. period and i wonder what it would be like to be accepting of these feelings as opposed to judging them um depends sometimes i can accept it and kind of okay i'm like this it's going to mm. be like this for a little bit don't know how long this is what we're going to do. And I was like that when I kind of made this plan to start having a bit more structure and a few more things Mm -hmm. in my day. And then kind of one minor inconvenience happens. Mm. Um, Like I was meant to see uh, my psychiatrist. Turns out like there was a miscommunication and I missed my appointment. Um, So now I don't have my routine for tomorrow. So now I'm kind of like, okay, Mm. I'd plan to do it. Mm. Um, and when I got the call saying, well, you've missed your appointment, um, I then started crying and I was like, oh my God, like I've done this really, really bad thing. But I kind of rationalized it only kind of as I'm talking about it now. Yeah, well, good. <laughs> um, and it's, you know, things happen, mm. appointments, appointments get missed. It's, you know, it's annoying, but it's not the end of the world. Absolutely. And also, Holz, it makes me think of what we make the change mean, mm. right? Like we can add, we can give it so much meaning like we can give it so much gravitas whereas actually if you think about how many times things have changed in our lives like small tiny things and how we've got through those things yeah right and when we're in that place of like anger or we're in that place of fear Mm. actually for me anyway when I'm in that place of fear it feels like the change is going to be unmanageable Mm. and then that's when it can be quite dangerous because we can be self-destructive or we can, well, if in my case, you know, stamp my foot, throw a hissy fit, whatever it is, you know, cry, Um, which is, you know, all allowed. But then, you know, the ability to then be able to come back to ourselves and be able to soothe ourselves and be able to say, we've been through many changes before and we've been okay. Mm. From what you're saying, that's what I'm hearing that you're now doing. You're actually trying, you're, yeah. you're soothing. You're trying to, you, you, well, you are, you're self-soothing. You're putting things in place, which mm. previously you didn't have. Like if you think previously to how you would react to this change. Well, yeah, you, it would be a lot more destructive. Yeah. You know, you were in the Nightingale, however long yeah. ago, you know, think of the many changes that you've been through and, and how you've got out the other side. 
This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? Whether it's stress from exams, having to clean out your wardrobe, or even going back into the world again after quarantine. BetterHelp is here for you to talk about however you're feeling or whatever you're struggling with at the moment. You can start communicating in under 48 hours with professional counsellors securely online. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly, video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counsellors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counselling and financial aid is available. Visit betterhelp.com slash holly. That's better, H-E-L-P, and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. We have a special offer for 21 and over listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash holly. That's 10% off your first month at better, H-E-L-P, dot com slash holly. Going into Nightingale, that was a huge change and a big kind of shock to the system I'd mm. say um even small things like I wasn't in my own bed I was in mm. a different part of London mm. to where I've ever lived before um so that was a big change with loads of other changes on top um also like not just an immediate change but like a long-term change yeah so there was obviously the immediate change of you having to go into somewhere and live somewhere else and mm. the your old you know life of what you knew it had just been put to one side but there was also like a long-term change right you had yeah. to then change and not knowing it would be long term yeah. yeah but think about that like you know you had no idea you just had to trust and just go for it mm. you didn't have a choice yeah it was strange not having again like a plan or like a I mean obviously we had a care plan but um, the day I was meant to leave, you know, got pushed back a couple of times for different reasons. Um, so those kind of changes and realizing that, OK, I'm, I'm not going to go home tonight. Maybe we'll try like a home visit, you know, or like a sleepover for one night and then come back on after the weekend. Mm -hmm. What What other changes can you think of in your mental health, for example, you know, which obviously resulted in you ending up in the Nightingale. But, you know, mm -hmm. if you think about the change to your mental health and, and that journey of, well, that process basically of change? Um, I'd say some friendships have changed a lot. Um, my friendships with my siblings are so much stronger. Mm. Um, but friends wise, I have lost a lot of friends and I now realize they weren't my friends. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I think when I first went into Nightingale, only a very, very small number of people knew. Mm. Um, and some were supportive and some kind of used it against me in different ways. But it was difficult because I hadn't really spoken about my mental health to any of my friends. Mm. So no one really saw this coming um, or me going in. Um, and some friendships has taken me, it took me a lot longer to realise that they weren't healthy mm. um and it wasn't until actually about a year ago when the whole world went into lockdown I kind of realized this isn't that healthy of a friendship mm. Mm. and can you pinpoint the time when you started to experience the change in your in your mental health um when I was younger 
I think those kind of feelings of being mm. sad, but the prolonged sadness. Yeah. And not just the kind of, oh, like I'm a bit sad about whatever, mm. um, like feeling quite numb um, and just lonely, even though I was surrounded by my huge family um, and friends at school um, and kind of noticing, is there something different? Is that like, am I different than everyone else? Is everyone else feeling this? Um, so I was, I was probably like in my like 14, 15. Um, and then obviously I hid it until two literally nearly two years ago. Um, when I first reached out to my family, um, and then again, I guess recently another change since launching 21 and over, mm. not many people knew about my mental health. Yeah. Well, again, that's another huge change, right? Yeah. It's just happened. Yeah. It was definitely very scary. Um, How have you been dealing with it? How have you been dealing with the, what have the feelings been? Um, it's been, I would say some people have been very respectful, which I really appreciate. I try to not look at any negativity. Mm. I mean, when the podcast came out, I did kind of turn off my phone and not mm. look at anything and just kind of let the world mm. do their thing. And mm. I just did my own thing. <laughs> but I've had quite a lot of time just me and my parents. Um, so it's been great with them. I think that's another real good, ex really good example of the unknown like there was going to be there was you you kind of knew there was a change coming because you mm. you know we were going to launch the podcast but you didn't know what that change was going to look like yeah and even like when the rumor of love island started like that was a change suddenly i had people giving me their opinions on whether i should go in or not or kind of what my dad will think of me if i go mm. in um but then i already knew that i was obviously going to release the podcast so i kind of knew okay, if this is what I'm getting over a rumour, what's it going to be mm. like when this comes out and kind of I lay a lot on the line mm. here? I think it's really important though that you, well, that we all, uh, but especially you <laughs> in this moment, give yourself some credit on the ability to adapt to the change. Like if you think how, and all of us actually, you know, if we mm. look at this this year and the pandemic and everything yeah, like sure. that, the, the ability to adapt to change, you know, it all the feelings always pass. I think mm. that's so important to remember. Like the fear, it always, it always at some point does pass. Um, we just don't have control over when. But I think you holes, you know, there's there's been so many recent changes that have been big changes yeah. <laughs> that you've really adapted to. And actually, I'm even thinking about. Um, you know, perhaps or maybe not a smaller change of, of you getting truffle. Yes. Right. That mm. was suddenly a change, right? Maybe it wasn't yeah. a small change. I don't know. I don't have a dog, so I can't <laughs> judge um, that. I would say it definitely, I thought it was going to be small. I mean, you know, when in the past I wanted to get a pet, I had a cat, but it was, he lived at, he lived at the family home with me. So it was kind of like, you know, mum would kind of do a lot yeah. of the regular chores, which I'm so grateful for. But I went to dad and I said, like, hey, kid, what are your thoughts on me getting a dog? And he, he was like, OK, well, let's keep it between us for now. And then we'll like, let's research, let's have a look. And then then we will bring it to mum. <laughs> <laughs> and so I kind of found a dog and I like told dad and dad was like, OK, sweet, do it. And then. I got a dog and mum found out the night before I went to collect it. And 
she was very like she was so happy for me but she was like I'm not going to be the one picking up the dog shit that's going to be your job um she said this isn't my job you like you have to take this responsibility and dad and I kind of went like back to our corners had a huge <laughs> chat about kind of we're going to tell mum what's this change going to mean actually yeah yeah and then I got truffle and I was actually staying with mum and dad at the time in Cornwall so he kind of was in the family okay, house yeah that's quite useful but during the night, because mum had, well, obviously we had um, Oscar with us. Um, and when you first get a puppy during the night, they cry. Mm. And I was like, well, mum was like, well, now he's going to wake the baby. So I had to sit with Truffle like throughout the night whenever he cried. And I was like, I'm exhausted. I want to go to sleep. Like, that's not normally what I do, um, which sounds awful because um, my cat was pretty kind of. Yeah, he was self-sufficient. Took, yeah. yeah, he was great. So like the small adjustments of getting truffle and having someone else to re- to be responsible for. Mm. Um, I mean, unlike my siblings, I've never had a boyfriend um, or like Jack a girlfriend. So I've never kind of had to take care of someone else or kind of mm. had someone else rely on me. Um, and I'm very good at just like, just doing me. Mm. Um, so having truffle and then like different times when he ate something and then I had to take him to the vet like one in the morning or kind of yeah my god so it's very small things and like I always catch myself and I'm like okay this is what it's like a dog is like a child (laughs) (laughs) and I'm super thankful mum has been very very helpful on multiple occasions um but it's always funny because things with like getting a pet, dad is always like, yeah, do it. And mum's like, well, Gordon. You need to think about this. Yeah, yeah. she's like, Gordon, you're not going to be the one, you yeah. know, cleaning it up or giving it a bath. <laughs> but I guess, you know, this is all these little things that you actually just took in your stride. You know, okay, maybe they're, they're not actually little, they're, they're quite big <laughs> things that, you know, that you've taken in your stride. And I think, I hope that you can, I hope we can all kind of look back and you know, whether it's the last year, whether it's the last 10 mm. years and see, okay, how many times has something changed? And how many times have I been so fearful of that change? Mm. And it's always been okay, right? Yeah. I always say, you know, everything that's ever happened in our lives, like every single, this this kind of blows my mind a little bit and maybe I'm getting a little bit too um, woo-woo, but like everything that's ever happened in, in our lives has had to happen in order for us to be sitting right here right now which basically means every single change we've ever been through has had to occur in order for us to be sat here right now and having this conversation Mm. and when I think of it like that it's quite freeing because it means that you know we can really kind of combat any change Mm -hmm. and the sort of not the win-win situation well maybe it is 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 to be able to find acceptance with whatever change it is we don't like it when things don't go our way sorry I don't like it when things (laughs) don't don't go my way um and that's because it's a change that I can't control you know if it's a change Mm. I can't control but if I look back and I see oh my god you know I've been through lots of changes in my life Mm. um physical changes change change of country change of you know house um change of job change of career you know all these different things um it's always been exactly what it needed to be at that time, Mm -hmm. basically. Yeah. It's, I always need to remind myself that like, it's things that have happened that I've been really scared of have been okay. Mm. Um, touch wood. (laughs) Um, And that's always something, because obviously the fear of the unknown is huge. And for me, a huge thing is 
being in control of situations. Um, I don't like when I'm not in control mm-hmm. or when someone else has the control. Mm-hmm. Um, so when change happens and I'm not in control, it's terrifying. But that's when it becomes destructive, right? Like yes. when we try and grasp at the control that we don't and will not have because mm. we can't control the change, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when we just have to be, become aware of, of, you know, our behaviours, you know, and our feelings. And that's actually... I think I'd say the most important thing is to become aware of the feelings and then how we actually manage the feelings, like allowing ourselves to feel them, but not acting on them. Mm. I mean, it's the hardest thing to do because when we're in that moment and the feelings are real, we feel like we need to act on that impulse. Mm. But the best thing to do is to give it time, space, feel the feeling, allow it to pass through you and then make a decision and then make, you know, do the behavior or whatever it is. Um, But I'm, I'm thinking, you know, what, what would you say, how would you say you have been able to, to, you know, what would be some good advice on managing change? Managing change. For example, when I had, when I got truffle, um, I, I really did lean on my mum, and it's for very small things kind of, like asking for reassurance that it's okay to give him yeah. um, small dog instead of puppy food when he was a puppy because I'd run out of food and that was all the store had. Mm. Um, just like small bits of advice that I would have gone home, given him the food. And if I had not known the answer, I would have been like, oh my God, Googling it, trying to find out things. So I think relying on someone else and just asking. I think that's really important, asking for help and mm. actually when we're going through a transition or a change, you know, being able to ask for help and being able to ask for reassurance. Like a lot of people, you know, there is, of course, you know, you know, seek, you know, the only person that can reassure you is yourself. And I do agree mm-hmm. with that, uh, you know, on a, in a, on a big level, but it's also okay. You know, we're human. We, we do need, we do seek reassurance from other people. Mm-hmm. And I think when we're, fra- when we're feeling fragile, when we're feeling vulnerable and we're going through a transition period or a big change, doing that sort of scary thing of asking for help or or asking for the reassurance is a really good thing, basically a really good idea and a really, you know, brave thing to do. Yeah, totally. And it's even for such small things, it can really stop that spiral of overthinking and the worry and the panic of something that is quite small, but you're making huge in your head. Mm, Absolutely. And I guess other things that you know it's you know on that note really important to hone in on the fact that when you are going through that change or when you're you know going through a transition that you really look after yourself which which means Mm. going back to basics right so you know eating well getting outside sleeping well socializing Mm. you know with friends and families or people that make you feel safe um and and being kind to yourself I think Mm. not judging yourself not judging your thoughts not judging your feelings and allowing allowing you know allowing yourself if you need to stay in bed for the day do you you know what I mean yeah if you need to be a little bit selfish and cancel those plans because you don't have that kind of you physically feel like you don't have the energy to go and see someone I think allowing yourself to be a bit selfish absolutely and you know now that I have good friends they would definitely understand when Mm -hmm. I need to cancel plans but if someone makes you feel guilty about having to actually take that time for yourself yeah. or yeah. even if you're literally just chilling and doing nothing in bed, so they, you need to be allowed to have that 
time. time. Yeah, a hundred percent. And that goes again for for going back into the world again. You know, after mm. after quarantining, you know, for so long, people are going to take their time. People are going to do it the way they need to do it, and that's okay. You know, mm. um, everyone has a different time frame that yeah. they do things at, and um, taking your time with things. You know, like going back into the big wide world. You know, during a global pandemic mm. is is frightening is, is is a change so being kind to yourself and doing all the you know going back to basics essentially mm. um is important yeah i think one thing like i would want to highlight as well is that i did try kind of maybe socializing a bit too soon and i got very angry at myself for afterwards because i couldn't keep up with the pace of seeing people or like seeing friends i hadn't seen in the last year and i got annoyed that i couldn't just find it mm. normal and easy mm. And it goes again with being kind to yourself, but it's one of those things when you try something and if it doesn't go your way, you can go, I can personally go one of two ways. I can mm. accept it and move on, or I can be very annoyed that mm. I'm not normal. Mm. That sets off a whole spiral of shame mm. and judgment and yeah, and then it just makes things, everything so much worse. Yeah, it's awful. And, and exactly. So, but practicing acceptance is mm. really hard really hard like I, hard. I, you know, I find it I find it really difficult um uh you know even though I you know preach it you know it's <laughs> it's really hard it's really difficult mm. so yeah I think you know making sure that we're gentle with ourselves especially in this period of time and and accepting you know trying to accept the change and and you know more importantly the feelings that come with with the change yeah well Tali I think that was again another great conversation because obviously mm. I'm going through a change right now and obviously so is the world coming back mm. into the world um, and just to our listeners if you do have any changes that you are going through always feel free to send us a dm at 21 and over with holly and now it's time for behind the post this is where we go back through my social media well in today's case we're going through truffles social media um and looking back at a post and discussing what i was going through and what i was feeling so we have here a picture of you and truffle um <laughs> in a zoom call um and what was going on for you here holes so this was actually the day that we met, uh, you and I met over Zoom. Oh my <laughs> gosh, that was our first meeting on Zoom. Yeah, it feels crazy that we were on computers <gasps> back then. It was in March, my God. Yeah, and I was so nervous because this was my first time, apart from talking to the team in America and kind of pitching the show to them, pitching it to someone else who I wanted mm. to be my co-host. So I was so nervous and... Um, for people who don't have French bulldogs or any kind of bulldogs, they're very loud. They snore when they're <laughs> awake. <laughs> um, and I was already nervous enough for the Zoom. And then all I could hear in the background was Truffle snoring. Oh so, God, I didn't because he's very. So I'm like I'm pretty sure before any Zoom now, any Zoom that I do now, I just I always say, just by the way, I have a dog who's snoring. Like it's not me. <laughs> but yeah, that was just after I'd moved into my apartment and kind of getting used to living with a dog and as I said before when he likes to wake up super early oh my gosh well that was a very good day for me because I got to meet you and Truffle oh actually, no I didn't meet Truffle <laughs> you didn't I didn't no. get to meet Truffle um I see I would bring him here when we're recording but I'm not even kidding noise. everyone would be able to hear <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's what they want <laughs> to hear Truffle snoring in the background 
Well, Tally, I promise one day you can meet Travel. <laughs> I can't wait. And thank you so much to our listeners for listening. And if you haven't subscribed yet, make sure to wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can follow us on Instagram at 21 and over with Holly or email us at 21 and over at studioramsey.com. Thank you so much again for listening and we'll see you next time. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.